0: Welcome, friends, to the Haunts and Hollers podcast, where southern shadows stir to life and long-buried secrets are eager to whisper their tales. Journey with us into the heart of the American South, a land where the supernatural and the unexplained are as tangible as the scent of magnolias in the air. Each episode brings you closer to haunted histories and eerie legends, from the misty, moonlit bayous to ancient, deserted crossroads, each tale adding to the tapestry that makes up a rich southern lore. So, settle in. Let's embark on a journey through the mysteries that dance in the southern night. Here, in every holler, a ghost awaits, and every whisper is a story yearning to be told. Tonight's tale takes us to the historic Myrtles Plantation in St. Francisville, Louisiana. The Myrtle stands as a beautiful yet haunting reminder of the South's intricate and often troubled past. Built in 1796 by General David Bradford, the plantation is as renowned for its antebellum architecture as it is for its ghostly inhabitants. Often cited as one of America's most haunted homes, the Myrtles has a history steeped in legend and mystery with tales of vengeful spirits, tragic deaths and unexplained occurrences. Our story begins with an unsuspecting couple whose special weekend turned into... something more special than they would have ever imagined.
1: Last year for our anniversary, my husband and I decided to spend a weekend at the Myrtles Plantation. As enthusiasts of both history and all things spooky we thought it was the perfect way to celebrate our special day. We arrived on a crisp, clear morning in St. Francisville, a charming little town in Louisiana, rich in Southern history. The streets were lined with quaint shops, filled with local artwork and beautiful antiques. The smells of delicious Southern cuisine hung in the air. It was a wonderful start to our weekend. We arrived at Myrtle's Plantation late that afternoon. After making a final curve, The winding road to the entrance opened up to a breathtaking sight. In the last light of the setting sun, there, the ornate mansion sat under a canopy of century-old moss-covered oaks, its windows reflecting golden hues, all framed by the beautifully manicured grounds. It was truly like we had been transported back in time. We checked in and were shown to our room, the Fanny Williams Suite, known for its beautiful antique furniture and reports of ghostly appearances. We relaxed a bit before heading downstairs for our reservation at the 1796 restaurant, an open hearth-style dining experience filled with local art and rustic decor that reflected the historical era of the Myrtles. We enjoyed an amazing anniversary dinner. It was perfect. Our waitress, a delightful young woman, told us of the many ghostly sightings guests of the Fannie Williams suite had encountered over the years. Seeing how excited we were at the possibility of seeing a real ghost, She smiled and handed us two tickets, wished us a happy anniversary, and suggested that if we hurried, we could catch the mansion ghost tour that was about to begin. We quickly finished our dessert and headed straight for the long wraparound porch where the other guests were gathered, waiting for the tour to begin. Our guide, a man with a voice like gravel, led us into the mansion and through its dimly lit corridors, his tales echoing off the age-old walls. Each room had its own ghostly legend, but none as chilling as the main foyer, where a large, intricate mirror hung on the wall near the grand staircase. The mirror was streaked with strange markings that resembled handprints. One looked like the footprint of a small child. The guide explained that no matter how many times the staff had cleaned the mirror, the markings always reappeared. As a result the mirror gained a reputation for its ability to trap the spirits of those who had met a tragic death on the plantation's grounds, anchoring them to the world of the living. As we walked out of the foyer into the adjoining room, I glanced into the mirror, only to be met with the haunting sight of a shadow standing directly behind me. I gasped and turned quickly to where the shadow should have been, but nothing was there. My husband, a bit alarmed at my reaction, gripped my hand, Asking if everything was all right. I assured him I was fine and we caught up to the tour, who by this time had all moved into a beautifully decorated sitting room filled with antique furniture and rustic oil paintings. The smell of old wood and candle wax lingered in the air. The guide was just beginning to tell the tale of Chloe, a slave who met a tragic death and was one of the most frequently seen apparitions at the plantation. Chloe was highly honored in the household for her hard work and ability to care for the master's children. However, she had a bad habit. One night, she was caught eavesdropping on private conversation in General Bradford's study, a grave offense at the time. As punishment, she had her ear cut off, leaving her to wear a green turban to hide her disfigurement. She was also demoted, losing her cherished position in the Bradford household. In an attempt to regain favor with the family, or as some versions suggest, out of spite, Chloe baked a birthday cake laced with extract of boiled oleander leaves, a deadly poison. She only intended to make the family sick so she would have the opportunity to regain her good standing by nursing them back to health. But tragically, her plan backfired, leading to the death of two of the master's daughters. Realizing her fatal mistake, Chloe confessed, but was met with an unforgiving fate. Enraged and fearing retribution from the master, the other slaves took justice into their own hands. They hanged her and tossed her body into the Mississippi River, a sad and tragic ending to her short life. After the tour, we thanked our guide then headed down to the bar for a drink. We talked about the events of the day and the stories of Chloe and other legends that found a home at the Myrtles. Finally, We retired to our room. It had been a long day and I was exhausted. We settled in and crawled into bed. As I laid there, trying to find sleep, images of Chloe's story replayed in my thoughts. I tossed and turned, but after what felt like a few hours of restlessness, I finally drifted off to sleep. I woke up sometime well past midnight. The room was bathed in a soft, eerie glow from the moonlight streaming through the curtains, The air in the room was heavy, and an inexplicable feeling of being watched prickling at my senses. I decided to step out onto the balcony for some fresh air, hoping it would ease my mind. As I stood there, overlooking the quiet gardens, I heard it, a soft humming, a melancholic melody that seemed to drift on the breeze. I strained my ears, trying to discern where it was coming from, when I noticed a disturbance in the mist that hovered at the base of one of the majestic oaks, The mist moved and swirled. It was as if some unseen figure was walking through it. I started to turn to wake my husband, but then decided against it. You're being silly, I told myself. When I looked back out into the courtyard, I froze. A cold chill ran through my body, and every hair on my head prickled with fear. There, staring up at me from the courtyard, was a woman, dressed in what looked like antebellum attire, her head adorned with a turban, humming as she wandered aimlessly. It was Chloe. She looked at me with sorrowful eyes, and I felt an intense sadness radiating from her form. I heard whispers on the wind, soft at first, then louder. I never meant to hurt them. I heard the soft voice say, then she was gone. I stood there for a moment, my white knuckles gripping the cold cast iron railing tightly. I walked slowly back to bed, partly in shock at what I had just witnessed. I laid in bed and stared at the ceiling, drifting in and out of sleep until the morning sun made its first light through the window. A few hours later, as we lingered over breakfast in the quaint country store on the plantation grounds, I found myself recounting the night's eerie encounter. The staff members, gathered around like old friends sharing a well-known legend, listened with knowing nods. "'You're not the first,' one of them said softly." her eyes reflecting a mixture of awe and mystery. And you won't be the last. Stories like yours weave into the very fabric of this place. Their words hinted at a profound unspoken understanding that the Myrtles was more than just a historic site. It was a living tapestry, rich with the whispers of the past. As we drove down that winding road leaving the plantation, I stole one last glance over my shoulder, half expecting to see Chloe's spectral form beneath the old oak tree, Her story now a permanent part of my own memories, but there was only the tranquil dance of the branches in the soft morning breeze. The Myrtles Plantation, basking in the new day's light, serene, and timeless. Its walls stood as silent guardians of history, sheltering countless untold stories and secrets. Some revealed, many more still whispered in the shadows, waiting to be discovered by the next unsuspecting visitor. In that moment, the line between the past and present blurred, leaving us with a feeling of wonder, an enduring connection to the mystery and magic that is the Myrtles.
0: been wandering through the shadowed paths of haunts and hollers, where the whispers of the south tell tales of the unknown. As our journey through the twilight comes to a close, remember, every creaking floorboard and every rustling leaf has a story waiting to be unearthed. If our tales have chilled your spine or sparked your curiosity, don't forget to like and subscribe. Your support keeps the lanterns lit and the stories flowing. And if you've encountered the unexplained, if you've heard the whispers of the night and seen the shadows move, we want to hear your story. Share your own encounters with the supernatural at hauntsandhollerspodcast at gmail.com, and perhaps your tale will be featured in our next ghostly gathering. Thank you for joining us this evening. We look forward to your company for the next chilling southern yawn here on the Haunts and Hollers podcast. Good night and sweet dreams.